You are now listening to Real Dope Radio. The content discussed on this show is an opinion of Tim Jackson and his guests, and it should not be used as a primary source to make decisions in your personal life. Always consult a professional before making decisions related to the subject matter discussed on this show. GMB. I swear. H time in here. Don Keith Thug Boss. Here we go. It take money to make some money, this money make me a boss Independent, I'm winning, a hustler ain't never lost Stay in front of my riches Oh, I'm feeling real dope right now. It's your man, Tim Jackson, the host of Real Dope Radio. And please do me a favor and follow me on all social media outlets at Tim Jackson. Now, listen, you guys, I'm I'm cranking these things out back to back. You want to know why, man? Because I'm not going to stay silent right now, man. It's just so much sucker shit going on right now in this world that we need to talk about and address and have a conversation about. And I'm perfectly fine with having that conversation with my audience because you know what? My audience gets it. They understand how I rock. They understand how I roll. They understand that I'm going to move solid. I'm not going to say or do anything that's going to make the group look bad, if you will. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I understand that whenever certain conversations come about, the very first argument that many people say is, well, we are not monolithic. We are not the same. But then on the flip side of that, when 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 things happen to us as a group, then we want to cry foul. So, no, I don't think that all people who look like me are monolithic. And these topics uh, can go across the board, depending on who you are and where you're from. Anybody can apply these topics to their life. But what I see is consistency in people doing things to undermine progress in certain communities and particularly in the community that I address or align myself with, which is the black community. Right. You know, I've, I'm going to dive into this today because there are a lot of gatekeepers that are placed in front of us to sell us certain narratives or to pitch certain things to us so that we can spend our time, effort, energy and money focusing on things that will not benefit us long term. And I'm going to speak on that today. I've had an interesting conversation carried over from the last uh, podcast with a radio, a former radio personality. Her ass got fired. She ain't got no job now uh, trying to do comedy. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny when you see people who have platforms that push certain narratives that directly contradict and directly negatively impact everyone because it is often stereotypical. So let's talk about that today. Let's talk about these gatekeepers, what they look like, how to spot them, how to call them out, how not to be afraid to 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 pretty much call them on their bullshit, because a lot of their rhetoric and their narratives have been pushed so long that it's become the norm. And now that we are literally in quicksand, you know, trying to dig ourselves out of social economic holes. It's those people whom which we've elevated to speak for us that have benefited from our very own detriment. All right. So let's hear a brief word from our sponsor. And then we're going to come back and talk about these gatekeepers and what we need to do about these gatekeepers and how we need to do everything in our power to rid them of their job and relieve them of their duty because they ain't doing shit to make things better for us in our life. Let's hear a brief word from our sponsor. We'll get this show started. Looking to support a nonprofit that is making moves? Real Youth Mentoring is a nonprofit organization that provides support to young men across the United States, teaching them to be better scholars, better leaders, and productive members of their community. Through service, scholarship, and engagement, 
we address the systemic issues that often plague low-income communities while providing solutions rooted in economics and accountability. Visit our website, www.realyouthmentoring.org to learn how you can join and learn ways that you can provide support. The change we need is here, and the change we need is now. Become a member and a supporter today. All right, all right, let's go ahead and get this show started today. We are going to talk about gatekeepers. Now, listen, you all, I bet y'all like, man, Tim been kind of going raw lately, man. You know what? Um, I've approached things differently over the years when it comes to delivering content to you all. You know, I've been very nice about it. I've been an asshole about it in some cases, but I always tend to come back and give you the facts that you need so that you can make a, a decision that is going to allow you to feel good about which way you decide to go. Well, something that has always, always, always bothered me are gatekeepers. You know what a gatekeeper is, right? A gatekeeper is a person that sits at the door of an opportunity or sits at the door of a narrative or sits at the door of something that's being pushed on to the masses. A, a gatekeeper is a person who, you know, when you think about the music industry back in the day, you had to know someone to get in the music industry, especially if you were in a genre that was overly populated by black people, whether it be R&B, rap, soul, you know, jazz, blues, et cetera, et cetera. Typically, the only people that made it through the gate were the ones that came through via the gatekeeper. And generally, those people got screwed over out of their publishings. They got screwed over out of their masters. They didn't have ownership. I mean, we can we can make a list as long as, man, the Nile River that can show you how many um, uh, people within the entertainment industry who didn't get paid or compensated or don't own their rights or don't own anything. It's funny. Uh, as you guys listen to the, the preview uh, of this show or even the intro of this show, uh, I had an opportunity to work with the rapper Little Kiki. Little Kiki, what I've always admired about this guy is that he owns his publishing. He owns his music. He owns the rights to everything that he has created. So if I want to listen to or utilize a song that Little Kiki wrote back in the 90s, I can literally contact him and say, hey, can I use this song? And he'll send me a contract and then I pay whatever that fee is and I can use it. But you know, preparing for this show and getting prepared for other projects that I'm working on. I've reached out to other rappers, uh, specifically ones that are here locally in Dallas that have made a name for themselves over the last decade or two. And I can't even get a call back because the request that I'm making uh, can't be fulfilled because they don't own their music. They don't own their publishing. They essentially uh, chose clout uh, over currency and chose being the person that's the face of uh, a movement, if you will, or looking good and getting getting, you know, seen by people over having ownership. But this happens so much, not just to them, but to so many people in so many industries, because one, they're not necessarily informed on how to go about doing the business right. And two, uh, there's people who are put in place to ensure that they get screwed over. And that's something that we need to have more of a conversation about, because so many people have such large platforms. But they misguide and mislead us. And I often tell black people, black people, we got to get out of that shit of feeling like we need a black leader. We don't need a leader. We need a code. We are the only group of people that feel like that we need to be led by somebody. I tell people all the time, I am not no damn black leader. Don't give me that title. 
I don't want it. I don't need it. I damn sure don't deserve it. I'm one man who has an opinion about facts. All right. So if we could find some sort of a code to stick to and say, I may not agree with you on X, Y and Z. But the code says that we have to understand that these things are detrimental to our survival. And regardless of how you and I feel about each other, about X, Y and Z, this is the code. And oftentimes the gatekeepers decode that progression. They decode the ability for people to come together and say, no, I'm not going to take this shit. And it happens so often and so easily that many times we don't even notice it. We don't even notice the damage that's being done to us because it's so systematic and it's also being done by people that look like us. Yeah, most of the racist things that you see that take place in society aren't done by white people anymore. Let's have that conversation. I mean, yes, the systematic racism and the system of white supremacy is what it is, but the players and the gatekeepers are often people that look just like me. And that's how a lot of people can hide the fact that, hey, wait, whoa, wait a minute. This this isn't about race. I mean, the guy who's telling you this is a black dude. You know, uh, you know, was it David Cameron, the, the, the attorney general in Kentucky who's prosecuting the, the Breonna Taylor, you know, stuff. I mean, that's a black guy. You know, this isn't about race. This is about law and order, you know. Oh, both them, John in Dallas, Texas. Wait a minute, you guys. There was a black prosecutor and there was a black judge, and there's no way this could be about race. But when you look and start to peel back the layers of the people who are doing the things that are causing so much detriment to the communities, it's typically people that have been placed in positions uh, as a gatekeeper to ensure that things go. Uh, as they are designed to go business as usual and we need to have those conversations now listen a full disclaimer you guys i i like entertainment okay i love a good mobster gangster movie a little horror movie i don't have too much of issues with with music or, or art forms that that talk about gangster shit you know i don't i don't necessarily have those issues like i did may or I may or may not have in the past because i i looked at it from a street view versus a satellite view it's a form of entertainment what i do have an issue with is the perpetuation uh, or the continued perpetuation of the same and how it's marketed to certain people only you see i'm not gonna say that a rap song caused a kid to do something stupid because where were the kids parents where were the kids family who taught this kid how to make decisions i stay on my son about making tough uh, right decisions all the time and if my son goes out there and does some stupid shit i'm not going to blame a rapper for that i'm going to look in the mirror and say what is it that i could have done but what i also understand is that other people can look at these art forms and they can disassociate the art from the actions if you will now I can dive into a layer and say, well, you know, some kids in certain communities don't have access and don't have examples of what, you know, uh, success look like outside of certain art forms or sports. But again, I, I'm, I'm going to defer back to we tend to attract ourselves to the things that we want. I grew up in the hood. I'm from Pleasant Grove. I love my my neighborhood. I love my city. And that is always going to be a part of me. And many of the decisions that I've made over the years are based on my experiences from growing up in the hood. With that being said, being able to adapt to any situation and to apply the rules of power or the laws of power in certain situations based on what uh, society is dictating that needs to be done in order to gain power is totally different and is fully removed from my experience of growing up in the hood. It's just common sense shit. 
if I want to make it a certain kind of way and, and move in certain circles, I have to understand how to move in that circle. And I can't always apply certain logic. I'm getting off the topic, but I'm going to bring it back because you all feel me what I'm saying. You see, black people, you know, we are notorious for having to code switch. You know, you guys know what code switch means, right? Code switch is what most black people do when they get a job. You know, we go up to that job and we have to change the way that we speak or enunciate or, uh, you know, make sure that we pronounce our words uh, in such a way that is understandable. And we have to, you know, adapt to our environment in such a way so that people will see that we are friendly and that we come in peace. Right. And then we get off we like oh shit i'm finally back home i can be myself right you know black people we we've had to do that for for centuries right so so i understand that there's going to be situations where society is just not going to accept us for who we are and that we have to play the game in order to learn the game and so that we can change the game that's where i'm going but many of the people who were put in front of us to speak on our behalf don't want to see us progress they don't want to see us progress. You know, they're gatekeepers. They're people who benefit most of the time monetarily and systematically uh, from keeping the foot on our neck. I've been looking at this Kwame Brown situation and man, I said I'm not going to try to gain any clout off of this situation. So I haven't really been making any social posts, but I want to talk about this on on my, my program because it's interesting some of the information that he's bringing out and how he's showing systematically how members of the media went at his neck for for 13 years for his entire career as a 17 year old kid being drafted into the NBA as a first round draft pick the number one overall pick how he was completely labeled as one thing and how that became the narrative even as an NBA fan you know I didn't have any issues with Kwame Brown I, I, I know working with professional athletes that once you get to that level that that is an accomplishment in itself and like he says he moved his mom out the hood and put her on a golf course like if you can do that for your family kudos to you right I would like to see guys make better financial decisions not the same that he did or did not but that's another podcast for another day but I didn't see the need to bash this dude but I watched NBA analysts people on TV attack this guy specifically Stephen A. Smith went in on Kwame Brown for years built a career on tearing this guy down if you look at Stephen A. Smith's legacy it's completely built on tearing down Kwame Brown and other people but specifically Kwame Brown right and this is a gatekeeper. This is someone who literally went on college tours and shitted on this kid for not living up to his expectations and the media's expectations. But he did his bidding for a larger, a larger corporation. And many people are starting to see that now. I've been saying this stuff for years, but people look at me like I'm crazy because typically the group will never follow the black sheep or the person who says something isn't right about this. You know, I often use the scenario of putting a frog into a pot. If you put a frog into a pot of water that's cold, the frog will sit in that water and attempt to adapt to the temperature. If you place that same frog into a pot of water that is boiling, the frog will do everything he or she can to jump the hell up out of that pot to save its life. But if you put that same frog back into the cold pot and you turn the heat up and let the heat gradually progress, that frog would do everything that it can to adapt to that water because 
that's what frogs do. They adapt to their environment so much so that it would literally boil itself to death trying to adapt. Well, I've never been one who likes to adapt. I've always been the person who calls out shit when it's not right. And I tend to find myself being alone or being with very few people who agree with me because the masses can't spell masses without asses tend to go with what everyone is doing and they are so afraid to speak out on something because they're afraid to lose money or access to people in situations that they remain quiet and allow things to be done to them or they take the mindset of well it's not impacting me so I'm not going to say anything about it but what happens is that eventually that bowl comes rolling down your alley right people start bowling down your alley and then you become the, the subject of some of these things what do i mean by the subject well in corporate america i often paid attention to who was where you know when i worked at companies and i saw that the hr representative you know we would always get excited if i would go into a corporation and the person in hr the person you know uh, you know, uh, not a CEO, but a person who's running the whole operation was black. It's like, damn, you don't really see that a lot. But I oftentimes found that most people were often gatekeepers for the corporation. And it was easy to put a black person in certain positions to control others. Right. And so when things popped off and things went wrong, it would prevent, you know, certain lawsuits or prevent certain allegations or accusations because the person who's, you know, delivering the hammer looks just like me. I saw that so many times. I saw it happen over and over and over. My wife dealt with that when she worked at a, at a, at a, in a district. The head of that district was a, was a, a black lady. And this lady did everything she could to protect the interest of the district, even though she saw the mistreatment that was happening with my wife. I don't give a shit about her if they listen or if anyone knows. That's what they did. That's what they do. And that's what you call a gatekeeper. We see it in entertainment. Now, when I say in entertainment, you have certain artists and I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and use little Kiki again, who's been independent. There's no reason why his music shouldn't be worldwide 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 on the face of everything but because he's independent he may not get the same love as someone who is not independent who who uses the labels and who relies on the corporate dollars and, and relies on the sponsors you see a person that's self-made who gets it out the mud for themselves will typically always be shunned in a capitalistic system that's controlled by a corporation right so when you look at people like that who have independently done some good things and done well for themselves and made money it's typically not something that's highlighted what's highlighted is the people who who coach you into giving away your time your effort your energy your talents to the corporations who can make more money off of you and throw you away and replace you when the time comes you guys have seen this we all have seen it and these gatekeepers come in and do the bidding for the big guys and at some point in the game we have to speak on it. We have to say or call bullshit. And you have to have an articulate conversation with me. The conversation I spoke about on my last podcast where I read, you know, what the what the uh, that radio personality was saying about how people should dress and should not dress in restaurants. There was a whole dialogue between she, I and another lady. And instead of, you know, looking at what I was saying, they tried to attack me and say, well, you 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 talking to women like this. Whoa, 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 whoa. What is me having a conversation with you as a woman have to do with anything? We're e we're equal, right? We should be able to have dialogue. Literally, your caption said we need to have dialogue. So if I as a man come in here and say, I don't agree with you, I think that's clown shit. 
Um, and this is why. And then I provide facts to you as to why. Instead of addressing those facts, you take shots at me and make insults. Those are the gatekeepers. One person actually told me I needed to Google her. <laughs> I guess she was somebody important when I Googled her. I wasn't really that impressed. But again, looking at the position that she was in, she's a gatekeeper, someone who sits at the top to ensure that certain things don't happen with or for certain people. And we got to call that out. We have to stop giving so much power to people and start to understand that it's a system that needs to be in place, not a person that needs to be in place in order to see progression. This is why politics in this country is so bad, why you only have two parties, a red and a blue party, that when you really dissect and peel back the layers of these two parties, they're really the exact same person. They just operate in a certain way to make us believe that they're not. And then when you look at the blue side of the game, you know, I'm looking at everything that's going on right now. And you have, you know, a president who at the time was running, who said, if you didn't vote for him, you ain't black. Used a bunch of black men and a black women to push his agenda. And now that he's been in office with his black vice president, they haven't done a damn thing for black people. Right. But they've done they put laws in place for others. Right. But if you say this out loud, then people look at you like you're crazy. They they use that whole, you know, that slave mentality. Well, we just needs to keep on waiting and keeps on hoping and keeps on wishing and keeps on praying. But other people aren't having to do that. There's no gatekeepers there for other people. There's only gatekeepers here for the blacks. <laughs> I say the blacks loosely. That's my term. Right. Speaking about us. OK, that's a gatekeeper. We've all had that gatekeeper. You working at your job have had someone who looks just like you, who you think that you can go talk to and confide in uh, when it relates to things related to work that are hard to deal with. And those people will stab you in your back, tell on you, put you in a position to make you look bad, set you up to be fired so that they can have your position or they can remain in their position because they don't want you passing them up. That's a gatekeeper. That's celebrity. I just saw little baby go to the White House. Why in the fuck would I want little baby speaking on my behalf for something political at all? That's a gatekeeper. Now kids will see, hey, he made it to the White House and got to talk to the to the vice president and have a meeting with them. The same people that wouldn't meet with Ice Cube about the plan for black America. But they put him there as a gatekeeper to say, hey keep voting for us we're gonna little babies voting for us so you should too right that's a gatekeeper now this person is effectively a subject matter expert on how black people should vote because he's been given the platform you see anybody that typically has a large platform to shape your narrative and to to uh to get you to see things their way is typically a gatekeeper all right and this is a hard conversation to have, but just go through your list of radio hosts. Just go through your list of TV hosts. Just go through the list of people who have huge platforms. When you click on their comments and you see a lot of people who don't look like them clapping for them and applauding them, I always laugh about Black Lives Matter, which is the biggest con game in the world. The biggest con game in the world. You know, the owners, the people that founded Black Lives Matter hate black men. It's it's well documented. They hate black men. OK, they hate black men. They hate the, the construct of a black man being the head of the household. Nothing about them says we like black men. This is well documented. This was 
worded very eloquently on their website until they got pressure to take it down. Right. And now you see that they're starting to crumble. But these are those trick bag things. And I see a lot of non-black people jumping on board saying, yeah, yeah, black lives do matter. We do need to support them. But they know the real agenda. And if I say that out loud, then 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 I'm contra I'm being uh, contrary uh, to uh, uh, something that's supposed to be benefiting black people. Nothing. They haven't benefited black people at all. That's a gatekeeper. That's someone who's going to get your attention. They're going to give you a fancy slogan and some fancy catch words that looks good. And they use the debts of black people whom which they would have never associated themselves with in life as a as a uh, a springboard or a trampoline to launch their agenda, raising billions of dollars, billions of dollars that don't come back into black communities. Guys, it's a con game. But if you say that out loud, when it's happening, then you're the bad guy. You're hating. You just ain't getting no money. I love when people tell me, you just, you just jealous because they got all the money and you don't, Tim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm jealous because they got all the money, right? Okay. But if you say this out loud, then people look at you crazy. My audience isn't looking at me crazy because they understand it. They get it. And more people are starting to wake up to this BS with these gatekeepers. A lot of professional athletes are gatekeepers. They talk a really, really good talk. But when you start peeling back the layers and seeing who's in their pocket, none of that shit adds up. And none of it is being directed towards where it needs to go as it relates to to the resources that people black people need in our communities. None of it is. I'm one man. Uh, I'm a. Uh, I always tell people I'm a low budget real estate broker. I make decent money. I don't have a lot of debt, but I can only do so much. <laughs> Okay, I can only do so much. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be heard. I don't want to be the face of anything. I just want people to see what I'm doing and and maybe mimic what I'm doing in their own right so that we can have, you know, grassroots change. But whenever you see a big corporation or a big name or a big rapper or a big ball player or a big athlete co-signing something and they still talking that same shit they've been talking for years that is completely detrimental to what the progress looks like then you have to raise an eyebrow one person i could say that i just really really fall sit back and i rock with on a person that's really getting it done is trade the truth and i'm not name dropping you guys i'm just calling it what it is like that's a person that i'm saying okay he, he's with the shits he doesn't care what y'all think about him it is what it is a texas guy of course right and, and and a lot and, and you you don't see that a lot. You see a lot of people talk that talk, but when it's time to walk that walk, they're not putting their money up. They're just selling tickets to an event so they can talk to you about what we need to do, right? But then when you get to the event, it's just well, come to my next event. Well, man, where's the solutions? We gotta ask people that. And these are some of the most pro-black looking people that you'll ever meet. Man, they got the afro and the twist and the braids and, you know, the tattoos and all the shit that looked apart. When you start peeling back the layers, man, it's a con game. They're gatekeepers. And y'all know this deep down inside, but you don't want to acknowledge it because it hurts to acknowledge that someone that looks like you will utilize such sensitive topics to screw us over. But we got to start calling this shit out one by one. 
and not be afraid to do it. I don't give a damn what anybody thinks about me. If you want to come up and come for me, hey man, you better come hard. <laughs> you better come, you better come hard and you better come right. Cause I got time and I got resources. And I'm not afraid to go there with anybody. You know what I'm saying? So the point you have to understand is fear can no longer be a tactic to change. Fear can no longer be a tactic to calling out shit. You can't be afraid of what someone's going to do to you. No one can cancel me. Okay. You can't cancel me. I can't be canceled. I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to do what I want to do because I don't, I'm not in debt to anyone. I don't owe anyone. Okay. And any positions that I have or positions that I've either volunteered for or positions that I'm, I don't really care for from a standpoint of if you want to take it away, you can have that shit. Okay. And that needs to be the mentality of everyone when you're calling out the inconsistencies that take place in our communities from people who look like us that are placed in front of us to trick us, to con us, to, to, to deliver us to others who have no desire to see us win. You guys, that's all I got for you today. I'm not going to talk about this too much because this is one of those topics that I could still hear for over an hour or two just ranting. But at some point in the game, you are going to have to open your eyes and say, that's a gatekeeper. They are benefiting off of me being in a, a fucked up situation. They are benefiting off of me not having what I need. They are keeping certain information and access from me so that I cannot get uh, to the next level. And these are the people that need to go. So all I got for you guys today, as always, keep it real and let's keep it real dope. Thank you for listening to Real Dope Radio. Please like, subscribe, and share these broadcasts with everyone you know. We got to get the information out there. Visit www.realdopetim.com. Pick up your copy of the book, Real Dope, an in-depth comparison between real estate and the dope game. And as always, follow me on all social media outlets at Tim Jackson now. Let's get it.